Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Man of the Post Extra Time as part of the World Football Index. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Ryan. Hello. And I have got Jesse. Hi. How are you both doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Oh, Ryan, you. I thought you were going to go. Sorry, I, thought, I was giving you a I, chance Oh, we were both being so polite. Oh. One was <laughs> doing ladies first, the other one was doing age for beauty and all that. <laughs> I asked you guys in the, uh, I sent you guys a DM earlier on today saying uh, at the start of the show we'd do a claim to fame. Now I'm disappointed to say that Jesse, you haven't got one, and Ryan, yours is feeble. So well, the feeble, you know, the I've better. Got, I've, well, I've got, I've, I've potentially got two. One is football related, so okay. you know it's partially to do with what we're talking about. Go on, then give us okay, your two. Okay, I have a ridiculous one. So Ryan, you go first. Okay. Well, the football-related one is when I went to Stamford Bridge for the first time. I said hello to Richard Attenborough, and he was walking around. <laughs> That's He's a fan. He was walking around. He walked past me and my dad, and we went all right. And he went all right back. <laughs> you didn't say all right to Richard Attenborough. No, I said hi. You said hi. <laughs> Well, like, Even that's still like, too like, casual. Well, it was just a bit like, you know, like, you, don't want to do, you don't want to draw too much attention to it. So we just did a nice little sort of a nod and a high and, and what, we carried on walking past. He's a knight of the realm. You might as well have high-fived him in your jeans that are hanging too low and your pants too high. Okay, I just totally changed mine based on the story, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> What's your other yeah. one then, Ryan? My other one is, this is so tame. I don't know if, Jesse, I don't know if you'll get this or not, but... The, the winner of the Northampton can dine with me was at my wedding. <laughs> that is, I, don't know, I don't know what that is, but I'm excited about it. Can dine with me is a program where you get like four or five people from a certain town and they cook for each other every night of the week. And then at the end of the week, you find out who won based on them voting how good the dinner party was. This is on TV. Yeah. You guys, I, just every week makes me just more sad that I don't live in... Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've told you, I'll happily swap with you anytime. Well, I already have my ticket and my suitcase packed, and my dog is like has been in his crate ready to go. So. Well, you, you leave the dog, I'll leave the wife and kids, and we'll swap. Great. In. Okay. That sounds fair. Good. Enough. Go on, what's okay. your claim to fame, then? All right, well, I had another one, but but this is my, my, my uh, sort of, I guess, going hand-in-hand hand with the Sir Richard Attenborough moment. The very first time... I think I had been living in LA for, I don't know, a hot second. And I um, had an audition on the Disney lot in Burbank. And then I took it, I like was wandering around and took a tour. And um, I had not been starstruck yet 
in LA and I had even seen, I had seen um, Drew Barrymore and told her that her shoelace was untied and I had seen Katie Holmes in <gasps> the Trader Joe's, but I was so overwhelmed and homesick that I was crying really hard in you Trader Joe's. You saw real life like, Katie Holmes? Yeah, and my, my reaction was just like, <laughs> she's standing in front of the mangoes. Everything about this place is terrible. <laughs> because I was just really sad and homesick. Um, so I had not been starstruck in all of my, like, you know, three weeks or whatever in California. But I did my audition, and then I turned a corner on the Disney lot in Burbank, California, and I saw Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and he was laughing, that, like, big, booming Dick Van Dyke laugh. And I ducked. I got so overwhelmed that I ducked behind a post, like when a four-year-old sort of like playing hide and seek just hides their hides their face behind their hands like I was sort of going oh my god I can't see Dick Van Dyke so he can't see me because I didn't know what to do with myself and uh, someone tapped me on the shoulder and said he's really nice I can introduce you if you want and I just went no no I don't I can't I don't know what to say because it's Bert from Mary Poppins (laughs) and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and I don't want to meet him in real life in case he ruins it so for like five minutes while Dick Van Dyke laughed and talked to this person I stared at him from behind a post and then I let him move on and then I walked away really happy that I had that moment I didn't even say hi or like how you doing or what did you say to to Richard Attenborough Ryan hi hi I said said nothing I just stared at him from behind a post so okay two things when Drew Barrymore had her shoelaces undone and you told her did she say thank you yes was she not? Did you I, save her life? So I, I didn't say, I I didn't say hi, Drew Barrymore, your shoelace isn't tied. I just said, oh, excuse me, your shoelace isn't tied, and then looked and realized it was her. But it was imperative that she knew this, because as everyone who has ever been around children knows, if your shoelaces are, if your shoelaces, <laughs> is, if your shoelaces are untied, you can fall and get a boo-boo. That's true. And did you call did Katie you... Holmes Joey? No, I cried. No. And got really sad that she was standing she was in front of the, the fucking mangoes. Hi, <laughs> Chris. Oh, was I not listening? Uh, right, well, this week we're going to be, this is a World Cup qualifying bumper special. So, first of all, we'll go to Comnibol and get this out of the way for Jesse. Right, Venezuela nil, Uruguay nil. My notes here say nothing happened, Luis Suarez dived. <gasps> I have to go. I, you know what? There are some mangoes that need to be... <laughs> what, Ryan? Yeah? You're my favourite. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's the best news I've heard all day. <laughs> oh, which, which, which one of those statements was, was untrue? Uh, well... No, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> So right. did Suarez dive or not? I mean, that, that's the real question I've got to The ask first you. part of that is absolutely true. Nothing happened. Yep. <laughs> I personally don't think that Luis Suarez should have played. Um, he <laughs> has a cyst on his right ligament that needs to be operated on. Um, I got one of those once. I had some explaining to the wife to do. All right. You know... <laughs> Um, just tell her that you're, uh, you know, you have another World Cup qualifier to go <laughs> and you're stressed. Um, but this is Suarez and you don't, you know, he gets mad when he gets taken out with three minutes to go. So he was clearly going to play. But um, I think this was not the 
best refereed match. Um, there were some iffy calls on both sides. Um, I think Venezuela um, suffered not having, you know, they had three suspensions, but Wilker Farina's in goal is just, uh, he, this, is somebody he lad, is he? Up. Yeah, he's yeah. their goalkeeper, and he has just been so um, fearless, and um, it, he, his instincts are unbelievable, and his positioning, I think, is great. And he's he's not particularly tall, and he's, I think, like, broader than we usually see in, in goal lately. Like, this new crop of goalkeepers tend to be, like, um, um, string beanie looking, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, Justin would say is the technical term. Mm-hmm. String beanie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure you used that last week. <laughs> right? Um, but, so Farinias doesn't really, I, I, I guess, match that, but I still think any team would be lucky to to snap him up. He is just so, so good. And had he not been in goal, we would have been one up in the first four minutes of the game. Ryan, um, have you noticed this distraction technique where I said Luis Suarez dived and she started talking about the Venezuelan goalkeeper? And, and, she, and she hasn't actually clarified whether he dived or not. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, the, the initial comment, well, the initial comment was, he's got a cyst on his leg. Does that mean he fell over? He I got... No, he started playing. In, he was injured going into the match. Which I don't think you should have been dive. No. Wrong. <laughs> False. Wait till I get in on you both about England. Just wait. Chelsea oh, well, we'll be saying the worst there. things. All right. <laughs> don't say them about Tottenham. I should not have started this podcast. What is up? Um, I don't even know what else to say. We played like, you know, we needed the tie. And I think that was dumb, but we got the tie. And uh, now we need to win against Bolivia at home. Mm-hmm. But I think that, um, you know, these teams that have already been disqualified, like Venezuela, like Bolivia, um, playing with nothing to lose really makes them play hard and play well. And so it's not going to be as easy as it could be. Okay. So did Luis Suarez die? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> No, how many? No, guys. Oh, no. fine. Okay, sorry. I'll say it in Spanish, no. Okay. How do I say it in Cornish? Uh, no. no. There you go. <laughs> okay, so that's a yes, he dived in. Okay, Argentina. Oh! <laughs> uh, Let me say bad things about Argentina now just to cleanse my palate. <laughs> okay, Argentina nil Peru. Now, what have I written down here? I've written down uh, Jeff Safarfan were very close that cross uh, from the left, and there was a free kick that Peru had. So, Peru particularly unlucky. Uh, Messi went close from a corner. Plus, he and Mascherano had a couple of shots that went close from about twenty-five yards out, didn't they? Um, the atmosphere looked fantastic there. The Bombonera. Oh, Jesus Christ! This was like this was this was like they were inaugurating a new. Argentinian president. This was this was them. This is throwing every like piece of patriotic spaghetti at the at the bombonera and seeing what stuck. I mean, it didn't work. No, <laughs> obviously not. But there, <laughs> there were a few Peru fans there as well, weren't there? Yeah, so I, they... Peru played great. Peru has been playing. Peru clawed themselves up. This was a Peru that was on the verge of. Elimination, and this is what I love, and also makes me absolutely hysterical about Conmebol. This is, you know, an Ecuador that was in first place and now it sunk to the bottom. Peru had no chance, and now is in a qualifying position. I mean, this is 
what, this is bonkers. I will use my favorite word. Um, and bonko. Peru knew exactly what they say it again. Do it again. El bonco. <laughs> um, Peru knew what they needed to do. Um, but I think this is, is that the what they, is that how they played? Is it they set up not to lose? I, I for me, I think that they, you know, they played smart. They they didn't. I think for them, playing to win at Argentina, they, they couldn't lose, and they knew that. You know, mm. losing would have been a huge risk because goal differential also matters. So they played smart enough that they weren't sitting defensively because defending for ninety minutes away at a place like the Bomboneda would have just been disastrous. Um, But they still managed to come out with a tie away. So I think for me, Peru's strategy really paid off. You know, they, they scared Argentina with those, with the wide play, the wide crosses, you know, they stretched them. Um, They, they found those weaknesses. I don't think Biglio was at his best. Um, I don't know when Biglia does best, but whatever, that's another story. Um, I do think Benedetto was phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. where has he been? What, who, why aren't we playing him more often if he could play like this? If he could pull out a match like he did last night, I think that there's a spot for him on this team permanently. Yeah. Um, but this is an Argentina team that really ne- that has not found its feet for a really long time, and you saw that with Sampaoli's face and mannerisms on the sideline and I don't know what they're going to do if they don't qualify but we've also been saying this for enough time that like this isn't anything new and that's a problem and it's going to get blamed on Messi and it shouldn't there's someone saying this because he's uh he obviously left Argentina very early on to go to Spain so he's not gone through the system the same way that someone like Tevez who's played for Boca Juniors first of all uh or someone like that so he's a bit more distant from the Argentinian public. So they turn on him quicker than they do the others. Yeah. I mean, you know, every time you talk, every time you talk about Messi with a passionate Argentinian football fan, which, you know, I try not to do, but somehow I manage to do often, whether they're my family members or like taxi drivers. (laughs) Um, The comparison is always Messi Maradona. And it's always unflattering because, that is the comparison that Messi abandoned us, um, that Messi isn't a real Argentinian, um, and that Maradona like lives, breathes, bleeds for the country. Um, I think you know. Interestingly, the last time I was in Argentina was right before Messi's wedding, and people sort of felt like you know he was marrying an Argentinian girl. He was coming back home for the wedding. Um, that that sort of did something. Um, but they question his passion, they question his patriotism, um, and they question why he plays so well for Barcelona and not for Argentina. And they don't look at the players around him. Look who he plays with at Barca. Does he have that same, not talent, but but look at the coach. You know, Argentina has gone through so many coaches throughout the years, and they haven't manage to put together a squad that maybe um, puts players in their natural positions. Um, You know, they they tend to try to form a team around Messi, which isn't really fair. Um, He doesn't have the kind of, um, like, team 
spirit or support that he has at Barcelona. And he has so much pressure. He literally has the weight of Argentina on his shoulders and he has the weight of an unsupportive Argentina on his shoulders. Well, I think that's what, why we saw him quit. This is what Dybala said, wasn't he? He says he feels the pressure to give the ball to Messi. Right. Right. And Messi feels that pressure. You know, mm. this is not a cohesive team. Um, they are a hugely stressed team. When they lost the Copa America and then they, and then how many of them quit? It was Mache, Agüero, Messi and someone else. There were four of them. I don't even remember. Um, and then they came back. This is really like, like psychological stuff. Um, and Maradona, you know, whether he dealt with it through like fame and adoration and cocaine or, you know, whatever, <laughs> like he had, there's a church, there's a church of Maradona right in Argentina. Like he never lost his following so he didn't really have to deal with this well i'm looking at a map of the world right now and this isn't true just for messi this is true for argentina's in south america if you need to find that's underneath central america i got it i could see this little country just to its right but yeah 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 but i'm looking i mean this isn't just true for messi this is true for everyone and maybe this is something that gets overlooked a little bit as well so he's flown from barcelona down to buenos aires he's now going to go up to altitude to ecuador and back to Spain afterwards. That's an awful lot of travelling for him to do. Plus, obviously, the others that play in South America as well. But you wouldn't see a European player do do all that, would you, to go play for their country? Right, right. And and not to discount, you know, Quito is not Bolivia, but Quito is at high altitude. Yeah, which is where they play next. Um, yeah. their their last game. Uh, Chile beat Ecuador two one. Awful error at the end for the Alexis Sanchez. Oh. <laughs> Somebody at, I don't know who it was, but whoever was at left back uh, got seriously mugged off and tackled. The ball comes to Sanchez about three or four yards out. Um, Colombia, Paraguay is where it was at, though, wasn't it? Yes, but Ecuador, that just made it worse in that game because Ecuador had just scored and yeah. tied things up and had this like magical celebration. And, and, and ugh, it was just a heartbreaker. They had like a <laughs> tiny glimmer of hope and then it got snatched away. It's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Uh, Colombia lost 2-1 at home to Paraguay. Falcao with a rather sumptuous lob gave them the lead in the 79th minute. But 89 minutes gone, they're still winning 1-0. 92 minutes, they lose 2-1. Oscar Cardoz with a... Uh, capitalising on the keepers there. Both of these were, really. And then Antonio Sanabria with the winner. Keeper came up for a cross, didn't he, for the first goal and dropped it. And the second one, he spilt a low cross, didn't he? It, this was just... I mean, this was like... The, the gasps of, of like, what is happening, and I can't believe this happening, I think were felt all around the continent. It was, this is nuts. But I think this is the pressure. I think this is, like, now it's coming down to, like, there's no room for error, so there's so much error. Mm. Oh, definitely. Ryan, did you see um, the pre-match photo between Bolivia and Brazil? I didn't, know. Uh, Bolivian striker Marcelo Martins was um, invited into the Brazil team photo because his parents were from there, and he played with Brazil up to under-20 level. Oh, OK, that's nice. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Not sure how I feel about that side of Brazil. Well, you as I say, but you don't see much of that sort of that anymore, but that's, it's a really nice gesture of them to do, actually. Yeah, and it's, I like that because Brazil, Brazil especially, like, um, you know, there's there's a lot of rivalry, and and... And rivalry with weighted history, like Brazil tweeted, the Brazilian selection tweeted today that 
Argentina need their sweet, lovely brothers Brazil to beat Chile and Sao Paulo in case they <laughs> fail to beat Ecuador at high altitude in Quito. We should give Ronaldinho an honorary farewell game. He never had one. Let him call his old friends, too. So this is not, it's not like there's a, like that was a very unaccustomed nice gesture. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the way standings are at the moment, Brazil are top on 38. You're second, uh, Uruguay on 28 points. Then Chile, 26. Colombia, 26. Or the final automatic place. Uh, Peru in the plus spot on 25. And then Argentina on 25. You're there, aren't you? Say Not nothing, yet, no. Say nothing can go no, wrong no, now. No, 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 no. Ryan, will you say it for her? No, 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 Ryan, please, yes. Ryan, just, don't say it, don't say it, Ryan, don't say it. No, 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 oh, God. Ryan, don't say it. Say it, Ryan. Ryan, don't I'm say not, it. I'm not going to say anything now, because okay, now I feel like I'm under a lot of pressure. Oh, you're yeah, a proper no. little Jesse's pet tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is that well, not the favourite, Chris? God. <laughs> well, you're at home to Bolivia, so that, that, I mean, that's as home banker as you can get, isn't it? No, but remember that Bolivia have nothing to lose. I suppose uh, Peru versus Colombia, uh, Brazil versus that's going to be great. Sorry, that's going to be great. That'll be that's going to be a really fun match. Okay. Uh, is Lima at altitude? Right. <laughs> is Lima altitude? It's high. It's a little. It's high-ish. Yeah. So, will the Colombians feel that? No. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go for a draw in that one. Um, Brazil versus Chile. The picture of the Brazilians with oxygen tanks after their match yesterday. What's that? Sorry. Did you see the picture of the Brazilians with oxygen tanks after their match yesterday? No, I didn't. Yeah. I'm not surprised. You definitely need one, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, it's you feel it. Mm. Um, and then Ecuador versus Argentina, which again will be at altitude, won't it? That will be at altitude, and that will be away at altitude. And and Ecuador, I, I'm so I'm still really surprised at the way that Ecuador have plummeted because at the beginning of qualifiers, Ecuador were top and they deserved their top. Like they were, they were playing such aggressive style of soccer and and I don't know what happened <laughs> I really don't <laughs> so if they can um, uh, they can pull something off here it will be it will be stunning but it will not be as surprising perhaps as in other years okay um, right, we'll move on to another time zone another place uh, we spent... do you want to say something nice about Uruguay first uh, I've got to buy that book you recommended, which mm-hmm. okay. you recommended the last one to me, which was amazing. So <laughs> I'm going to say it's a good one. All right. Well, that wasn't quite what I was looking for, but okay, fine. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me think of something nice else. Uh, it's got one of my favorite lines in The Simpsons. On. Uh, you know, guys, I don't know an awful lot about Uruguay. I have to admit. Yeah, it's a bit difficult, to be honest. The first World Cup, first welfare state, I'm sure they had as well, didn't they? And quite a high number of black players playing for them as well in the early 1900s. Okay, yeah. there you go. Forward thinking, right. progressive Uruguay. Great. Good job. Done nothing since. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you're continuing to do really well on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, let's jump on our plane and leave Montevideo and head on over to Europe then, shall we? Uh, England. Who wants to talk about England? I do. Harry Kane is phenomenal for England. Tottenham are just so just qualified. I mean, England have qualified with help from Tottenham. 
Well, I think that I think they've also had help from Chelsea because Gary Cahill was was in the central defensive. I don't even know who that role. guy is. And they, and they is he the one flying the paper airplanes? <laughs> uh, I did see that video, and that was pretty incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many Spurs players were in uh, this team? Um, yesterday's team or in the England lineup because yesterday's it is. Team. Well, can I count Kyle Walker? No, we count Kyle Walker because he's no, not. That's not how it works. No, no, we count. That's not how it works. You, just, <laughs> Ryan, just, just bear with me on this. We'll count. We'll count Kyle Walker because he was there for quite some time, wasn't he? Okay, Kyle Walker, Deli Ali, Eric. You're gonna no, Deli Ali didn't play. Terrible, are you? Huh? Are you gonna turn this into something terrible? No, 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 no. Let's have a look. Uh, Kyle Walker, uh, Deli Ali didn't play because he was suspended, wasn't he? Uh, um, er- Eric Dyer, Dyer, and Harry Kane. Game winner, Harry up to the 94th minute to score with those three Tottenham players playing at Wembley. Yeah, where Ooh. are the rest of them? What are the rest of the, the team doing, man? We shouldn't have picked we any Tottenham players yesterday. Oh, really? Then who would have scored the goal? Who, where would have the magic come from? The magic? Who would have come? Who would have picked instead? Um, Wayne Rooney is going to jog onto the field and score a goal? Joe Hart? <laughs> Joe Hart? Score a goal? We have him to be very thankful for. He made a couple of excellent saves. Clean sheet. Clean sheet. Clean sheet, my friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I've written down here as my notes, paper plane, streaker. John, Joe Hart cleans his sheets better than <laughs> Well, the problem was he didn't, and his wife found out. Oh, no, Ooh. Joe Hart also? I think he did. Allegedly, allegedly, I think he did. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. Did. Katie Price, what? allegedly, allegedly, I think. Who is that? She is... Um, uh, bit of a garbage human being if i can be so frank she is she got famous about 20 years ago of taking her clothes off a lot in magazines and helped me through university um but anyway it's a different story she was really good at history yes she was yes <laughs> i always thought looking back then she had great things in front of her <laughs> anyway i've written down paper plane streaker rashford's chip that went wrong uh wembley question mark and goal well what about <laughs> Top Liverpool signing Oxlade Chamberlain kicking the bottle. He's not having that noted down. He couldn't even kick the bottle well. Like I something. Didn't see that. Did he just... miss it? He, he, he got taken off and he was a bit upset that he was taken off even though he played dreadful <laughs> and kicked a bottle in frustration. Yeah. And did he miss it? Did he hit it full on? He, I think he hit it full on, but I think he it just. It sort of went sideways a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, well, look, we've qualified now, so we've done that bit. We're on 23 points. Uh, Scotland the next on 17, then Slovakia on 15, Slovenia on 14. Scotland have got, uh, was it Ryan Skirtle they got to, Martin, Martin Skirtle they got to thank for that? Yeah, I think so. There was, there was, obviously, they scored They scored really late on as well, didn't they? Scotland mm. did. Um, I haven't actually seen the goal, but I, th- I did hear that Skirtle was sort of doing some funny things. Some skirtly things. Yeah, some classic. Oh, I won't have a word said against Martin Skirtle. He, I actually, I love Martin Skirtle. He is just so, <laughs> I cast him, remember, I cast him in The Wire. You did, didn't you? Yeah. You did. Him and Alexander Kolarov, they're my bad guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so Sunday we've got Lithuania versus England, which is all a bit uh, epidemic now, as Delboy would say. Um, Slovenia versus Scotland, Slovakia versus Malta. So Scotland, uh, they do need that win, don't they? Because we're going to presume that Slovakia will beat Malta. Yeah. Slovakia, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Group D, Wales beat Georgia earlier on today, didn't they? Uh, a rather stonking shot from Tom Lawrence from the edge of the area. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. 
Yeah, so that was pretty good. Austria versus Serbia today and uh, Republic of Ireland versus Moldova tonight. So presently, uh, with those games still going on, Serbia are top on 18 points, Wales are on 17, Republic of Ireland on 13. Now, the big one is Monday. Uh, Serbia played Georgia, but Wales are at home to Republic of Ireland, and I think they're still <gasps> Gareth Bale or something. Oh, that'll I think be a so, good so, so that's all I heard on... I was listening to BBC Five Live on the way home, and they were obviously they were commentating over the game and talking about Bale um, mm. being out and, and how they should have... They probably should have scored without him, but, you know, what would... What would the score be if Bale was playing? You know, are they going to miss him fully and they're going to not qualify because he's injured? It's really interesting to see how much one player is actually under so much pressure, even though he's not even playing. Yeah. It's like it's messy syndrome, and I mm. think especially for small countries, that does have an effect. I wonder how that affects them and it's the and the teammates around. Like, I wonder how you know, and and also like. What does Aaron Ramsey feel about that? Well, he missed a he missed a pretty good chance actually. I think during the game, and I think that's something that was brought up about Aaron Ramsey because he he should be able to step up in that scenario. But they had Ben Woodburn on the bench, and one of the things was saying how he just he, like, he's going to come on and save them. I was like, that's not going to help anyone else. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you, you were talking about Messi earlier and looking at like had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Do you remember Gareth Bale at the Euros last year? He he thrived in that situation, didn't he? He scored yeah. a few of their key goals for them. He looks really happy to be a team member as well, doesn't he? Um, it doesn't look like one bit that he's he feels the pressure. I mean, the pressure of playing for Wales versus the pressure of playing for Argentina is sort of a, a mute point, maybe. But you know, it doesn't look like he's got the weight that Messi has on his shoulders. He's playing no, with I a think... sort of freedom, isn't he? But I think, I think Argentina is supposed to qualify. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the difference. Is, is the expectation level of the fans is, is obviously significantly different. The fact that Wales got so far in the Euros, you know, when Bale wasn't, he obviously contributed, but it wasn't like he was. He wasn't the sole reason why they got there. Yeah. And just to get there, it was obviously big enough that it didn't matter that Bale couldn't win them the tie or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I was saying to a girl, a guy at work today about um, Argentina and the, their result. A World Cup would be a bit strange if it didn't have Germany, Brazil, or Argentina there. I don't think I can remember one in my whole life that didn't have Argentina or Brazil. Nineteen uh, seventy, I think uh, Argentina didn't qualify. Then I can't remember one in my whole life that no. didn't have Argentina. Not even I can remember that far back. Yeah. Uh, Group C: Germany beats Northern Ireland three-one. Gosh, some absolute. Woofters in this shot, wasn't it? In this game, did you see these, some of these goals? That's a good word. What? I just no, woofter doesn't mean what you think it means. I've written woof, and I was trying to sort of. Does that mean extra... like like when you woof it past the goal? Like no. What? No. Woofter uh, back in the olden days of the 1980s meant uh, a man that liked holding hands with another man. And I realised what I just said. I wrote woof <laughs> explanation mark, and I was trying to sort of extrapolate upon that because they were really worse in good shots, um, and I picked completely the wrong word. Oh, it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Uh, it was a derogatory term for a gay person. So it was a bad thing in the in the but in I think in the context that Chris was trying to explain it was would have been there were some good goals or yeah. good shots. That's okay. right. But you, you just used well, completely the wrong word. <laughs> to like turn a derogatory thing into a great thing. Uh, okay, I'm reclaiming Worcester then for for a really really good goal. 
All right. Okay, I'm reclaiming that. And there's three Good of them job. in this game, and they're all from the Germans. There's some woof of the Germans. You're going to get some weird tweets. <laughs> uh, Rudy, after two minutes, smashed it in from 30 yards, then uh, Vagda with a lovely little turn and shot from the edge of the area, and then um, Josh Kimmich at the end with a little near-post volley. He, mm-hmm. It just makes me really question all my life choices, Josh Kimmich, because he is like <laughs> nine years old and can do no wrong. Yeah, but Alfonso Davies. Nine years old, he's in the national team. That's what? pretty good. Well, you imagine having a fourteen-year-old nephew in a in a League Two academy. <laughs> I've got that. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Hello, I mean, Jared. He's a baby, and he he. <laughs> Hi, Jared. It's me. Um, <laughs> turn your Bluetooth off. Um, he he's so good. He is. He is. He's very good. I can't remember. I think it was in the Guardian today. They were doing the most up-and-coming prospects uh in football born with a year two at the start of the year of their birth god i hate that i don't want to read that thank you for warning me no my friend also put an instagram the other day we're closer to 2043 than 1990 <laughs> i don't know i don't you know what i don't need to start drinking this early in the day so thank you no right you probably can't remember 1990 can you uh, well considering i was born in 1991 no i can't <laughs> ryan we were doing so well Sorry, I can't, I can't help the year I was born. He like, can't, can't help when his parents had sex. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, God, Ryan, I'm sorry. Is. My parents never did. I was found under a cabbage patch in Uruguay. It's fine. A cabbage patch? A cabbage patch. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, um, Group C, Germany are on 27, Northern Ireland on 19. So they're guaranteed a playoff place, Northern Ireland are. Uh, group E, Poland beats... Um, Armenia 6-1 away with a Robert Lewandowski hat-trick. One of them, did anyone see any of these goals? It was an indirect free kick from about six yards out. It was brilliant. I um, I didn't actually. I poked my nose to the glass of a restaurant on Columbus Avenue that was showing this game and watched for as long as I dared and saw two of them. Because he's he's like a monster. He just (laughs) can't help scoring. Oh, no. Poking your nose through a restaurant on Columbus Avenue. Is that like looking through Weatherspoons on Market Street or something, Ryan? For you? I feel like, I feel like Columbus <laughs> Avenue, it's like looking at, like, I don't know, what's fancier than Harrods. It's like that. Fancier than it's Harrods? Like not Northampton. shoving your face at the glass. No, so, from Northampton, I don't understand the concept of Harrods. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Having said yeah. that, I'd rather go to Wicksteed Park than Disneyland. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I had many a good time at Wicksteed Park. Um, yes, uh, it was this, it was an indirect free kick from six yards out, which is always good to see because the wall was sort of everyone was still on the goal line and he still managed to get it through. Um, Montenegro meet, uh, lost to Denmark one 0 Guess who scored? Jesse Christian Eriksen. He did, he did. It was a lovely little I goal. <laughs> I mean, Tottenham, Tottenham has already won World Cup qualifiers. Oh, it's that one. Okay, cool. Shame <laughs> <laughs> he won't win the league, but whatever. <laughs> We don't want to win the league, Ryan. Ah, oh, that, that, that makes sense. Going, that, 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 explains, not, that explains the Leicester season. Okay, it's sorry. not about winning. You're not it's in preschool now. Right. <laughs> it's about process and friendship. Sharing is caring, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> uh, Poland are top on 22 points, then Denmark on 19 and Montenegro on 16. Now, Poland and Montenegro play on Sunday. Denmark play... Uh, Romania, so you would probably be convinced that the top two go through. Uh, group 
where are we? Group A. We're talking about Group A. Uh, they play tomorrow. That is France on 17 points, Sweden 16, and then interesting Holland on 13, Bulgaria 12. So um, Bulgaria play France, which of course is a flashback to 1993 when France uh, managed to contrive a loss against Bulgaria and Bulgaria qualified for the World Cup instead of their place. Um, Belarus play France and Sweden play Luxembourg. Now on Tuesday is uh, a big game between Holland and Sweden. Uh, and hopefully... I got my fingers crossed for the Swedes. It's been funny to see Holland not a World Cup again, having failed to qualify for the Euros last year. Um, we could have France and Sweden go through. Yeah, that would be. Um, when was the last time Holland didn't qualify for a World Cup? Oh, I think it was in the. Was it two thousand and two, something like that? So it wasn't that long ago, was it? In, in the grand scheme of things, anyway. No, because well, I think, think two thousand and two. I remember, and they. I remember watching from high school, like sneaking out of a study hall in high school to watch them well 2014 they got to the semis of the world cup of course 2010 right. they got to the final didn't they right um i'm sure it was, yeah there's definitely one not so long ago they didn't qualify for and of course the euros last year they didn't people are saying this is problem with holland is they look too um introspectively so you've got robin etc schneider coming to the end of their careers and you've got this group of players that were brilliant in the mid 90s that are now their managers um, all used to playing a certain way and it's very sort of incestuous and they can't sort of find uh, they can't find a different way out of this or they've got no new ideas if you see what I mean hmm. as I say I don't know of many sort of you know up and coming young Dutch strikers um, unless I'm missing someone really obvious Wim Janssen I was just a no Dutch strikers Dutch players in general but you know you don't it's not like when you look at the Europe um, hot list of all these young up-and-comers, you know, Holland doesn't really come up. Right, and there was like that time that Danny Blint was supposed to be the second coming and that never really panned out. Um, but I think that if they don't qualify this year, are we going to start hearing that it's going to, you know, that Arjen Robin and Wesley Snyder are not going to play in other World Cups, that they're not going to last another four years? I don't think it would. Well, I, I, I don't think Robin would at all. Ryan, did you look at that picture of Iron Robin's son after I said? No. A couple of weeks ago, I told you to look at a picture of his son. Oh, hang on. Okay, carry, carry on amongst yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Group B, I've written Sunderland, but I don't mean that. Um, Switzerland. <laughs> They're on 24 points, Portugal 21, Hungary 10. So uh, Tuesday, Portugal and Switzerland play each other. So that could be quite an interesting game for um, qualification. Cause, of course, for Ronaldo, remember... you mean? Yeah, well, of course, remember, it's only the top team that goes through, isn't it? The second place team go to a playoff, don't they? I know, I want Switzerland together. I do as well, actually. <laughs> They're neutral, see. they have great chocolate, they don't have Ronaldo. they got Jordan Shakiri. They do love Shakiri. <laughs> They've got him. What would what would happen if Shakiri and Quaresma got into a battle? Would you pick? Oh, it'd be Quaresma. I've lived him for longer. Okay. It's nice that you're loyal. Yeah. Yeah. Except when you come over here and I go to your place, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, have you found it? Yeah. It's spitting him, spitting him <laughs> to his dad. Jeez. No, it's Ronald Koeman. He looks like. Oh, is that what it was? Because uh, I was looking at it. He does look like Ronald Koeman, though. You're right. He does. <laughs> uh, 
Group G, Spain on 22 points, Italy 19, Albania 13. Um, Italy play Macedonia tonight and Spain play uh, Albania. And Spain are playing with Gerard Piquet after he questioned whether he should continue mm. playing or not. Um, and Monday is Albania versus Italy and Israel versus Spain. I think Spain are pretty much nailed on for that, aren't they? That seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Group H, Belgium already qualified on 22 points. Second place, Bosnia uh, on 14 and Greece on 13 points. Uh, no Pjanic for Bosnia as they take on Belgium tomorrow. Um, Cyprus versus Greece. Is that come some kind of... I think might need an... Do you think we need independent observers there? Are they playing Greek Cypriots or Greek Turks? Does that make a difference? I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure if it does make a difference or not, actually. Not sure. Greece needing the points playing a load of Greek Cypriots? What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, group I finally is very very open uh, Croatia on 16 points uh, Iceland on 16 points Turkey 14 Ukraine 14 now Croatia play Finland uh, Kosovo home to Ukraine and Turkey versus Iceland going on right now uh, and I think Iceland are winning uh, well, is that, did you need us to confirm or is that I, they were, I think they were winning on Twitter earlier on they were winning on Twitter. They were, well, they were winning on Twitter. I saw one. on Twitter they were winning, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the FIFA rap, uh, when they talk about Kosovo, is quite funny because they have Kosovo, um, they have all the countries with their flag next to them and they don't have a flag next to Kosovo. And then when it comes to showing Group I, they don't have Kosovo at the bottom either. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I wonder if this is because the World Cup is being played in Russia next year. And of course, Russia are Serbia's best friend and don't recognise Kosovo. Sure. I mean, oh, Iceland are still winning by those three 0 to Iceland. Oh, is it? Yeah. It looks like there's. I think what we're doing this song. It looks like there's some crackers going on. Austria three, Serbia two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Obviously someone got... just went down in the Ivory Coast game. Went... Oh, oh, and... oh no. And we're this pushing is, you. Oh, don't push, live... guys. Oh, a bit of common shit houseery. I like that. That's what we want. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, 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 no. See, you use Spain your, your words, not your hands. You're not in school now. I yeah, know. The thing is, it's the best when footballers use their hands because they do it in... If they were on the street, they'd be punching each other. But because they're on the football pitch, they, they lightly push each other and instead they put their... Well, they're about to kiss, like proper put their heads up against each other. Like, I'm going to knock oh, you out. Oh, is that what I'm it not is? really... That's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think this is probably a lot All of right. pent-up frustration. This is just a lot of, like... Of like gesturing, like yes. maybe I'm dancing, but more likely I'm telling you like where you could put your feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who saw Roy Keane's right. comments on Kevin Doyle this week? I did see Roy Keane piping up about something, but I didn't actually see the full comments. Kevin Doyle has had to retire the immediate effect because he keeps getting headaches, um, possibly from heading the football. And yeah. so he's had to retire. And Roy Keane said that it's a contact sport and risk is always involved. And if you don't want contact, go play chess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, because there was a whole debate about it. Because I think it all, again, it was five live on the way home from work. It was talk about it and that there's a new study coming out soon about how the brain gets affected by heading the ball and all this. But mm. yeah, no, like, some, I think I did see someone else back in at Roy Keane, Roy Keane where it was like, you're not going to take heading out of football, are you? Well, well maybe, maybe they should. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe they should, but I, I, I don't, it would certainly change the game completely, wouldn't it? Well, I headed the ball on the top of my head the other day, rather than my forehead, and I felt it for ages afterwards. And that's only oh, once. really? And that's only once. You play a proper 11 and side game, 
And how many times a game does a defender head the ball? True. So, yeah, maybe they should. Um, okay, so that brings us to the end of uh, Europe qualifying. Are we jumping on a plane and going over to Malaysia? Oh, okay. You've been to Malaysia before? I hope there's good food on this plane. I haven't, no. No? Uh, no, the steak's on it instead. I I was last time we went around the world, so I've, you know. Oh, you're using that card. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my answer. I've definitely been to Malaysia. Because <laughs> this is where Syria played Australia um, and drew 1-1. Who saw anything of this? I did not. Not I. No? Do you not think I'm going on a podcast on Friday? I might have to research some of this. To be honest, I did think that, actually. <laughs> I then... hopped on this podcast right right after I taught small children. Right. I'm sorry. I mean, I've been playing virtual football all week. Does that count? Can I tell you about my FIFA experiences, or is that not? Did you play as Uruguay? Did you win? I didn't play as Uruguay because there's no dive button. I thought it was pointless. Oh, (laughs) no one left on this podcast that can be my favorite. I where's Toby? Sorry, I'm sorry. There was no, that was no, no. Sorry, you don't. No. Did you not play Russian diamonds? I didn't play Russian Rubbish and dustbins. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember Northampton fan calling that once. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> uh, who were you then? Who have you been playing as? Um, well, I've been playing the ultimate team mode, so a bit of it. But I've, I think I've been, I've been learning a lot about the Italian league, actually, because I've been getting a lot of Italian league players in, which yeah. has been, been interesting. So I've been on a bit of a journey from that perspective this is fifa not for, uh not fm yeah yeah fifa right football, football manager is going to be soon like the pre-orders in i'm ready for it yeah yeah <laughs> it's just different I, I know i know how you feel about these child games <laughs> before your next comment <laughs> ryan you're married you're a married man you got no Bro, business you... playing computer games you don't got no business playing computer games you're grown up now. <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> oh, one okay, of well. one of my brother's coworkers invented or wrote or I don't know what the word is for computery things, a, a computer game called Behold the Kickmen, and it's a it's a football game for people who know nothing about football. So the pitch is round, oh, right. and you get yeah, you get more. <laughs> it's for Chelsea fans. You get more points the further away from the goal you are. Is it on the App Store? I have no idea. My brother plays it, and he thinks that quite fun, actually. nothing about football, and he thinks it is hysterical and so fun. So now he thinks that this is what football is. He calls me like, "Behold the kickmen." Right, I'm on the app store. Ryan, yeah. you didn't have a. But it's I a think. computer thing. It's a computer game, not a phone game. I don't know the difference. Hold the hand, did you say? No, behold the kickmen. Oh no! Oh, it's four dollars on the PC. No, two two pounds seventy nine. A I solid. A, the the first review is a solid six or seven out of ten. Oh, there you go. There you go. Two pounds seventy nine. Have you got two pounds seventy nine to spend now? You're oh, married. Shouldn't you be buying uh, light switches or something? <laughs> light switches. <laughs> yeah, I do. But... <laughs> I think you have to buy light bulbs. You have to buy light switches. Light bulbs. <laughs> it, I tell you what, it does actually look pretty fun to be fair. <laughs> You haven't got this disposable income. You should be, you should be saving up for baby grows and things. Baby grows. Ah, oh, okay. 
prams. Ryan, and, do you have something to tell us? No. <laughs> prams and cots and things like that. You have to tell Thing me is. when. You have to tell me when I have to start knitting um, spurs colored tiny onesies and hats. <laughs> I think it's, Chris, you painted such a good picture of, of parentage, you know, coming on to coming on to the podcast and then leaving three minutes in, and, go, and then I get a message: "Sorry, Pat, there, the kids have been using the laptop, and then I've been charging it." Like, sounds great. <laughs> I'm the best advert for contraception you'll ever get. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Australia and Syria. Um, so nobody's seen this then. No, <sighs> honestly, you have one job. Uh, okay. <laughs> Robbie Cruz on his birthday gave Australia the lead, uh, and then a penalty—a rather iffy Suarez-esque dodgy penalty. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the defender and striker jumped in the air. Defender used his arms a little bit on the back of the striker, who fell on the ground forlornly. Uh, referee gave a penalty, and Omar Al Soma, who's been nicknamed the Arabian Zlatan, I don't know by who, but this is what the commentator kept calling him. Um, scored uh, a penalty with five minutes left. So the return leg is on Tuesday. Um, Australia are ahead because away goals do count double. Um, and the winner gets to play the fourth place team in CONCACAF. Right, we've gone into Syria a little bit before, haven't we? But there are many threads available on Twitter as to why uh, this maybe isn't the fairy tale we are all expecting it to be. So, I mean, you can always always go check those out. They're all very, very interesting. Um, if only I knew of a good place where I could read an article where sport and politics do actually mix, Jesse. Um, I hear, like, you know, Trump.com has some really interesting stories. Uh, any, like, websites that are sort of female blogger-related about <gasps> efforts that might be a bit unusual? <laughs> <laughs> unusualefforts.com Chris and Ryan wow <laughs> well I've never heard of that that sounds really like a really interesting website I might have to go on that right it's after like, this podcast it's like pulling teeth isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so who's written about that there then um, I have and what I, did you someone, write I wrote a ridiculously long article that you guys have been nice enough to read about well, no, um, say you guys it was only me that plugged it last week Ryan never actually said he read it that Chris, who's now my favorite, has been nice enough to read um, about some of the times when um, football and politics were intertwined around the world, even okay. in your country. Yes. Have you read it, Ryan? I haven't, actually. I'm, 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 I'll admit I haven't read it, but I'm going to definitely read it after this. After <laughs> Ryan, 100%. you have like, a long list of things that you're going to do after this. Yeah, well... Yeah. Well, we know that making babies isn't one of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so Syria are going to play the fourth-place team in uh, CONCACAF, which, as it stands, has got Mexico on 18 points, Costa Rica on 15, Panama 10, and that fourth-place team is uh, the United States, who are ahead on I've goal never difference. Heard of them. <laughs> ahead on goal difference of Honduras on nine points. Right. That team you've never heard of are playing Paraguay. Not Paraguay. I'm playing Panama. Paraguay? <laughs> Okay, yes. Hey, they're playing Panama. If they play Paraguay, I'd eat my hat. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, yes, Panama are any good? Tell us about Par- Panama. Uh, Panama. Panama are actually having a very good season. Um, they have built... Uh, they were, they don't have a strong footballing history, um, but they've built up their national team with some um, league players, and so they have a, they have a pretty good team. Um, and we have some Panamanian 
players in our MLS team league, so the Panamanian players have a better sense of what of who they're facing. So I think Panama actually have a shot. Okay. Uh, Costa Rica playing Honduras. Um, is that a local derby? No. no. I mean, it's a Central American. They're both in that's, Central America, that's, but they're that's, not neat. That's local, Jesse. Come on. Well, Come on. I, I mean, it's like, I guess, would you say like, I don't know, like France and Spain are? Oh, they're, they're next week. Sorry, I was trying to look at my map. I just pulled my headphones out of my ears. Oh, they're not next to each other. It's, I guess it's sort <laughs> of like, it's like France oh, and Portugal. Nicaragua's in the way. Right, so it's like, I don't know, is that France and Portugal? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I don't know, it was all It's down. the France-Portugal derby of Central America. <laughs> it's not in Cornwall, and it's all down that way, so... <laughs> okay. So, there you go. Yeah. It's all in the same place, really. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tuesday's Honduras versus Mexico, Trinidad versus United States. Oh, Panama versus Costa Rica. This could be a local derby. There you go, it could They're be. next to each other. <laughs> uh... I'm trying to think of that gap. Is it the it's not the Darwinian gap? Is it? Is it? I don't know. It's something. That's gap. Ecuador. What's no, happening? What do you mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> Galapagos Islands? Are they playing? <laughs> the Galapagos Islands ultras. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, what do you reckon you're going to do out of those few games? And Jesse, are you going to end up playing Syria or Australia, or are you going to go through automatically? Um. Ugh. I somehow... Darien think... Gap. It's called the Darien Gap. That's it. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. I like Galapagos Islands a lot better. Um, <laughs> Go on, carry I just on. have this... I think that a couple of tortoises and birds on a pitch would be really fun. <laughs> um, I think... I just think CONCACAF is, is not... There are enough teams in CONCACAF and... and not a lot of strong teams that like the United States just sort of squeaks by by default. So can anyone be can anyone I mean Mexico part anyone can beat anybody on any given day is that pretty much it? Yeah. Well, no, I think that's the problem. Like, you know, Trinidad and Tobago although they have good players, they they don't have the infrastructure and they they don't have the size and they don't have the money. So they're not going to go through. Hmm. You know, the United States has a lot of money. Um and they have a a lot of like, they have a big enough presence in FIFA that they're gonna, you know, they they have a a huge, um, uh, what's the word in English? Oh my God, Darien Gap. They have a huge Darien Gap. They have a huge um, El Gapo. better thing. They have a huge much of betterance. <laughs> right. What is wrong with my brain? Um, the gap between the United States and the smaller countries is is large, yep. and there's a word for that that is not coming to my brain. Big, um, but it will in like nine hours, and I will WhatsApp you guys in the middle of the night and say this is the word. Um, You're gonna sit bolt upright in bed at about three o'clock in the morning, aren't you? Yes, and go ugh, shit, and then I will say sorry, Jared. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think the United States just has. Um, what these other countries nations don't and that you know is not fair but it is what it is hmm. okay uh right jetting over to africa then uh, some games going on this weekend right africa only the top team qualify i'll just have this verified by sandals for goalposts um but only the top team actually qualifies so a group a tunisia and uh <laughs> not dr congo dr congo both on seven points <laughs> 
Uh, Guinea played Trin- uh, Trin- No, hang on. Oh, sorry. Guinea the, played Tun- the, the Ivorian goalkeeper just crashed outside of his box. What's going to happen? Nope, it's fine. Don't worry, guys. It's all fine. Waved off. Okay. It's all fine. Uh, it's all good, guys. <laughs> this audio-only in... podcast is great. <laughs> <laughs> Tunisia and Dr. Congo are both on seven points. Uh, Guinea played Tunisia and uh, Libya played Congo in that one. Group B, uh, Nigeria on ten points, then Zambia on seven. Uh, Nigeria plays Zambia and Cameroon, who are back on third plates and only three points. Um, they play Algeria. Uh, Ivory Coast currently playing Mali, is that right? Yes, 0-0, 85th minute. Okay, Ivory Coast the top on seven Serge points. Serge Aurier just came out. Serge Aurier is captain, isn't he, someone said? Yeah. Uh... Morocco playing Gabon. How's that going going? Can you, do you know? Uh, let's see. Because they're behind, only a point behind on six points in Morocco. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. I know, I know, I know. I'm not good at this. Pressure. Jesse, the pressure's on you right now. Oh! A million downloads, man, on the posters had, oh and they're all God, listening oh to you. Oh my God. Podcast listeners, talk amongst yourselves. We'll go Group D. Burkina Faso on six points. Cape Verde on six points. Uh, Senegal on five, Ryan. Um, South Africa played Burkina Faso. Cape Verde played Senegal. Uh, and lastly, Group E. Egypt on nine points. Egypt not qualified for a World Cup since 1990. Um, and, of course, have won several African nations titles in between. So it'd be nice to see them there again. Uh, Uganda on seven points. Ghana on five. And playing this weekend is... Uh, I've written Egypt and Congo again. Is that right? How many Congos are there? <laughs> I don't know. Something's gone wrong there. Uh, and Uganda versus Ghana. Jesse, have you got an answer? Nope. Don't worry. Anyway. How do you find this? Where? Do, where I can't. Ask Siri. <laughs> I don't. She doesn't talk to me. Oh, you've got an Android, have you? No. You've got an iPhone? Yes. But oh. I don't like when technology is smarter than I am, so I don't let her talk to me. <laughs> have you been into the Apple store yet? And the big one? No. Well, you need to go in there. Oh, no. You need to go in there. I know. And- Subscribe to Man on the Pod. We could be number one in the podcast charts if you go through and do that. Let's see. You keep Googling. I'll go through the qualified teams with Ryan. Okay, oh. good. Ryan, qualified teams. Qualified teams. So nine teams are qualified for the World Cup so far. Russia, well, including Russia, well, who are the hosts. I was just like, can we, do we really need to include Russia at this point? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Brazil, Iran, Japan, Mexico, Belgium, South Korea, Germany, and... Spain. England. Well, Spain are on that too. And Tottenham. And Tottenham. Spain? Have they? Have they won? Have they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. I thought you. I thought you. Because obviously the list is probably from before they won the game. So I just jumped in thinking it was going to be Spain. Forgot about England because that's how forgettable last night was. <laughs> well, no, I, I wrote this about eight o'clock. So yes, this was all pre-Spain kickoff. Um, would you like some stats? I, I love me some stats. Love stats. Exactly. So far in World Cup qualifying, there have been 783 matches played by 209 teams. Um, and there have been 2,223 goals. Annoying, that's not a palindrome. We're one goal away from that. Uh, an average of 2.83 goals per game. That's a really Wait. good stat. There you go. That's a lot of goals per game, yeah? Yeah, that's a lot of goals per game. Sadly, only one of them was at England last night. <laughs> Uh, okay, some other news before we log off. Um, Jupp Heynckes has been hired as Bayern Munich manager. I think that's till the end of the season, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Uh, and the A-League is back. 
Yay! Yay! I like me a bit of A-League. It's a little guilty pleasure of mine. It's just hard for for me over here with the time difference. Oh, go on. So what's the time difference? Isn't it hard for you there with the time difference? Uh, they're between 8 and 10 hours ahead, depending on which time. Oh, which, yeah, between 12 and 14. Ooh. That's a little bit difficult to manage, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Okay, well, look, um, if you want to read about it because you can't see it because of the time difference, you could go to worldfootballindex.com and there is a pre-season preview, which I stayed up all night writing. Oh, did you? Oh, I'm going to check that out. Well, I didn't stay up all night. I was up to about well, four well, well, writing. You can't say, I stayed up all night doing it. And then like, when I go, oh, did you? And you go, no, yeah. I didn't actually. <laughs> it felt like it. Every last look, keyboard Look, even my dog was... is mad. He's barking yeah. right now. Every last keyboard stroke was thundered down on there as it was getting later and later. But yeah, there's a pre- all 10 A-League teams are previewed. Um, and it kicked off this morning with Melbourne City, who are the Manchester City franchise. Uh, they beat Brisbane Raw 2-0, two goals from Bruce Kamau. Um, with Massimo Macaroni playing for Brisbane Raw, Ryan. Who's hey, high? Massimo Macaroni. Oh, for crying out loud. Ryan, that, um, you eat that with uh, <laughs> you never heard of Massimo Macaroni? Yes. I haven't. Have you not? He played for Middlesbrough about 15 years ago. I, 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 you were sitting in short trousers then, weren't you? Yeah. Okay. Ryan, add that to your list of things we're going to read about and look <laughs> Sorry, up. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, right, write that down. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, he's interested because he uh, left uh, Middlesbrough and went to play in Serie A and he was Empoli last season. Empoli went into the last game of Serie A. Um, a point above the relegation zone and um, safety in their hands. They ended up losing and getting relegated. And he's now left and gone to Brisbane Raw and has started with a 2-0 defeat. Um, right, have you got BT Sport? I do. Right, tune yourself in tomorrow morning, which is Saturday, listeners, um, to BT Sport because I'm hoping that they're going to be showing it. It's the big blue derby, Melbourne victory versus Sydney FC. Um, it's a replay of the grand final that was back in May, which Sydney FC won on penalties. Uh, they drew 1-1 over 90 minutes in extra time, and Sydney won uh, on penalties. Both these teams have got, I think both, I think Melbourne definitely have, uh, Sydney have as well. They've got three grand final victories each. Um, Melbourne are my team of choice because they got my favourite player, Bessart Barisha, playing for them. But check that out tomorrow morning. It's the biggest game in A-League. Okay, I'll have a look. Yeah? Yeah. Managed by Kevin Muscat um, and I'm trying to think who else was playing for the bit. I don't think you would have heard of many. If you've not heard of Massimo Macaroni, you're not going to have heard of many others. The other one's name is Paolo Ravioli. He's great. Paolo Ravioli. <laughs> well, there's no Bruno Fornaroli this season. He's injured until at least Christmas. <laughs> so there's no reason for you to watch it, Jesse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check it out tomorrow morning, right? Yeah, I would do. They're nice kits as well. I like me the, the, the nice kits. I quite like the Sydney FC kit, but this is like the big this is like the big rivalry of the league. So go watch. This is it. probably the best game to jump into. This is the best one to jump into. Yes, normally on from about well, switch on about eight o'clock. You're married. You'll be up at these times now. You'll be sort of <laughs> things in sheds and stuff at that time of day. <laughs> <laughs> You're mowing the lawn by then, surely. Uh, well, that's a bit of a contentious topic, so I wouldn't rather get into it. Why is it contentious? No, no, well, now you said that, you have to. Why is it contentious? Just because I don't do it. Right. You don't leave it so, to Mrs. Ryan to do, do you? No, she just doesn't do it either, so the grass just doesn't get mowed. Oh, for Christ. Well, have you got an electric mower or a petrol one? Electric. Oh. Why don't you... Why don't you not have a lawn? Can you plant, like, a gar- like a like a vegetable garden instead? Or slabs. No, because then you've got to put the slabs down. Ugh. <laughs> 
Can you wait? I, I know, I know. Can you get two goats, and then the goats will just like take care of it. And then you can eat that's them at Christmas. Really good idea. Eat them at Christmas, and then you get new goats next year. Okay, no, that's not a good idea. You go feed the goats, and no, then clean the up after the goats. Eat the lawn. Okay, but what about what happens when they've eaten the lawn? What do you mean? Then they fertilize the lawn. <laughs> just don't go on the lawn. I fixed just... it, and then you name one goat Diego and one goat Costa. Well, I wouldn't do that. No, right. One hour, right? Right. There's one a hour. there's a list. Of, I, Wait, I, I, I try is and... your wife a Chelsea fan, Ryan? Hmm. Is your wife a Chelsea fan? No. I like her. <laughs> she wow. sounds great. Ryan, there's a very short list of jobs that are men jobs and jobs that are women jobs. And that is the not lawn, true, Ryan. Le- mowing the lawn yeah. is a man job. Ryan, it's, it's, it's the other not, taking out the bins. No, yeah. do not listen to him. And Chris, do not tell your children that. That is false. What? Is it? It's not. What, yes. is it, what is it? A no list for men and all lists for women? Is that what you'd say, Jesse? It is the same list, friends. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, I'm telling that to my wife. She's never met a daddy like, Just like there are no girl <laughs> colors and there are no boy colors in the crayon box. You can use whatever colors you want. <laughs> God, you're such a this liberal whole, hippie. I, I think this whole thing, you've definitely come in as the teaching. So <laughs> right, guys, thank you ever so much for listening. Um, any other business from anybody? It's a man's job, Brian. Any other business from anybody? Do you any business? I've got my game ready for next week because I know we've run out of time this oh, week. Yeah. Oh, we have, we haven't we? Yeah, time, we need to book some time in next week. Ryan, what do we need to study? I'm not going to tell you. That's sort of basically it's effectively I've stolen a bit of an idea from last year it's not really a high or a low or it's just a, a which value is higher or, or who costs more or what costs oh my god more. I'm going to have to go do math remind me to be busy next week <laughs> wow <laughs> okay Ryan if they want to follow you on Twitter how do they do that my handle is at the Ryan Goodman okay Jesse if they want to follow you um, it's at Toby loves me the most all the time no, it's not. It's, it's at, Jesse Loesch. <laughs> <laughs> at Jesse Loesch. Is okay. what it is. That was the 140 characters. Yeah. <laughs> characters. Yeah, you're one of those posh people with 280 characters now. No. Oh. Yes, and I, I use it just to tell everyone that they could do whatever they want to do, whatever gender they are. That's it. Marry the man's a man's job. No. <laughs> Maybe it's because I don't have a lawn. Maybe that's why. <laughs> okay. Uh, Man of the Post, I think uh, Ross and the guys are back from their sojourn to uh, Greece, I think it was. So there might be a show this Sunday. Uh, Manofpost.com is the website. At Manofpost is a Twitter and Instagram account. Uh, we are part of the World Football Index, which is at World Football on Twitter and WorldFootballIndex.com. Uh, we are always on the lookout for uh, new writers and new ideas on World Football Index. Um, and we do a Patreon service as well. We're the more you give, uh, the more we will give you in return. Um, I think that's absolutely it. Oh, if you like what you hear, you can rate and review us on iTunes. But apparently, uh, the best way to get us at the charts is by going to your nearest Apple store and subscribing. Uh, so if you have an iPhone, you can subscribe on your iPhone. Or like I say, Jesse, go to the big Apple store and subscribe on there. Ryan, you've got one of those lesser models, haven't you? Yeah, I've got these newfangled Android phones that people use. Yeah. I saw, one of those. I saw one of those on Bogging Hunt. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so you can always subscribe or follow on Acast or Podcast Republic on there. Uh, so thank you ever so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>